can we give them a round of applause? The thing you don't know is that I spring these things upon them in the last minute. So they've done absolutely fantastically well. They've done amazing. And as John said, this is a story that Jesus told. And it's a special kind of story. This story is called a parable. We're going to have a look at now. We're going to see the story has a special hidden meaning. And that's what we're going to have a look at now. We're going to see what does that parable have to say for us. And we're going to start with a game. So if you can see the screen, that would really help me. Ian, I'm not trusting myself, so could you tab down for me? Thank you. And again. So here's our game. Our game is called Guess Who. In a moment, you're going to see some grids and with little squares. And as Ian takes away some of the squares, all I want you to do is put your hand up if you know who the person is. Tab down for me. And what they do. And tab down again. And how would you get ready if they came to visit you at home? Okay, so let's start with our first one. So if you just start tabbing through there, Ian, just start revealing the picture. There we go. Keep on going. That's it. Keep on going. Brilliant. Excellent. Who is it? It's someone famous. Keep on going, Ian. That's it. It is. But what lady is it? That's it. Keep going. She's real. Yep. Nope. Not Kate. Oh, Elliot. The Travis. Now, if you just do it a bit quick, Autumn Ray. It's Rebecca in CBBS. Now, if you just do it a bit quicker, Ian, then it'll reveal that is Rebecca from CBBS. Now, Autumn Ray, if Rebecca, who is a presenter at CBBS, came to your house, how would you get ready for her visit? What would you do? <laughs> I would um, get all my clothes and all of my toys back in its place. Oh, well done. Well done. So go back over there, Autumn Ray. So Autumn Ray says that she would tidy her room. Yeah. Okay, we've tapped down. Here's the next one. And keep on going. Keep tapping through. This is another famous person. Who is it? What do they do? And how would you get ready if they came to visit you at home? Zion. It's not Ryan. No. Who is it? He doesn't sing. Robson. It's Gareth Southgate. What does he do, Robson? He's the England manager. That's right. And what would you do if Gareth Southgate came to your house for tea? How would you get ready? You'd wear an England kit. You'd tapping through. Absolutely. Excellent. And let's have another one, please. And keep tapping through. That's it. Who is this? What does this person do? And how would you get ready? William. It's the queen. What does she do? <laughs> she rules, doesn't she? She rules, she reigns. Blank face on William. And what would you do if she came to your house for tea? James says that he would make the best tea ever. So there you go. Brilliant. And tap down again. Excellent. 
Now, why have we played that game? We've played that game because this story is all about a master, a very wealthy master. And this master gives his servants some talents. And talents were equivalent to thousands of pounds. So this is a big deal. It's a lot of money. And he gives some to each three of his servants. And he says to them, I'm going away. I'm entrusting you with these talents because I'm going. And then he leaves. But he says that I am Jesus. Jesus is the master in the story. Tab down again, Ian. Thank you. The master is King Jesus. And the servants are us, are his followers, people who call themselves Christians, who believe in Jesus. We're the servants. And the story is all about the fact that Jesus one day is coming back. At the moment, he's alive in heaven with the Father. And one day, he will come back to the earth. So it's trying to tell us that. The second thing it's trying to tell us is that as his servants, we need to be ready. Ready for his return. And the third thing that this story tells us is how to get ready for his return. So those are the three things that we're going to have a look at. Um, Roger, can I borrow you for a second? So the master in this story is King Jesus. Now, the second thing that we uh, find out about this parable is that King Jesus, or the master in the story, asks his servants one thing of them, and that is for them to be faithful. If you can put the uh, picture on. Can somebody tell me what's happening in this picture? Uh... Yes, Erin. Oh, was it Elliot who answered? Elliot. What's happening in the picture? Someone's getting married. Excellent. There's a wedding. Now, in a marriage, two people, they give promises to each other. And one of the things that they ask of each other and promise each other is that they will be faithful to each other. And they get a ring each, like this one, to show that they're going to be faithful to one another. And faithfulness doesn't, mean, doesn't just mean that they're going to stay with that person for the rest of their life. It means that they're going to love that person for the rest of their lives. And so in this story, this is what the master asks of his servants, to be faithful. And this is what King Jesus asks us, his followers, to be. To be faithful. To be faithful. Okay, then the master, he entrusts his servants with some talents. And uh, the same is true of us. If you could tab down again, please. So we're going to play a game. Roger, thank you. Could you take that down there for me? Brilliant. I need uh, four volunteers to play a game, please. Okay, so we have uh, Isabella and uh, Martha and James and William, come over here. Now then, one second.
Okay, so I have five boxes. Inside my boxes is a gift, a free gift that you can have. Um, you can choose any number, and then I'll let you have a look inside. I'll show everybody what it is. And then you have the option. You can either keep it or choose a different one, but you can't look inside the other one that you choose. So that's going to be a complete kind of blind thing. You won't know what's inside. Okay? So, William, do you want to go first? What number would you like? Number four. Not just one, but two satsumas. Two satsumas. Now, would you like to keep the two satsumas, or would you like to choose something else? You want to choose something else? Wow, satsumas denied. Four. Okay, which number would you like? Number two. Do you want to open the box? This is the one that you're going to keep no matter what. Yeah, open the box, yeah. What's inside? Here, let me help you. There we go. What's inside? Wow, a bag of mini eggs. Thank you. Okay. Now, uh, William, are you happy with your gift? Yeah. Say that again. Yeah. Excellent. And what are you going to do with your gift? Eat it. Eat it. Eat it. Excellent. Put it to good use. Okay, you can go sit down. Thank you so much, William. You can keep the box. James, could you pick a, a number for me? Number three. Okay, so number three we have. <gasps> it's a dinosaur. <laughs> now, would you like to keep the dinosaur? I know you want to. Do you want to keep the dinosaur or would you like to choose something else? You're keeping the dinosaur. Excellent. And, the, <laughs> and um, what are you going to do with it? Play with it. Awesome. Thank you. Martha, would you like to choose a box? Number five. Number five. Let's see what's inside. Number five. Oh, we have some Lego. Some Lego. Would you like to keep this or would you like to swap it for something else? Keep it. Excellent. Good choice. So if I give you the Lego and the box, are you happy with your gift, Martha? Yeah. And what are you going to do with it? Build some stuff with it. Awesome. Thank you. Isabella, which number one? So inside, number one, we have a little puppy. <laughs> It's the best type. Okay, so uh, would you like to keep the puppy or would you like to swap it for something else? You'd like to keep it. Excellent. Uh, before you go, are you happy with your gift? Yes. And what are you going to do with it? Um, probably play with it. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, you can go back now. That's it. Oh, do you want the box, by the way? Thank you. And ultimately, do you want to use, pick up the last one? Last but not least, tying in with our parable that we've just seen, you know, Pete? Last but not least, two oranges. I forgot about those, the two satsumas. Are you happy with your gift? Yeah. <laughs> I've got mixed feelings about that. And um, what are you going to do with it? Give it to someone else. Give it to someone else. Well done, go sit down. <laughs> Could you tap through for me, Ian? What you probably don't know is that Autumn Ray hates fruit. And I use the word hate, literally. She hates fruit. So in our story, we have this master. And he entrusts his followers, uh, sorry, his servants, 
with some things. And he wants them to use them and to use them well. Just like how some of them, apart from Autumn Ray, some of uh, our young people over there are going to use their prizes well, hopefully. And um, so he wants them to use them well. And so we've already seen that the master is Jesus. We are the servants. And Jesus entrusts us with some things. Um, Ian, could you tap through for me? He entrusts us with life. He entrusts us with time. He entrusts us with abilities that he's put inside. And he entrusts us with opportunities. And so, yes, guys. That's what it says in the box. It does. And um, so he entrusts us with all of these things. And he says, use them well. Use them well. Excellent. And then in our story, there's a reward for the faithful servants. So could I have Julie and could I have John over here, please? Julie and John. Now, I've already said that the servants are us. They're Christians, people who believe in Jesus. And if you turn the card over, the card says faithful on the back. They're faithful servants. They're the ones who did well. John had five talents. He then got 10. He did well with what God entrusted him with to do. Julie had two talents. Then she had four. She immediately got on with it and did well with her talents. They were faithful. And because they were, but in the Bible, it says that the master came up to them and said, good and faithful servants, you have been faithful with little things. Now you will be rulers over many things. The master upgrades them from servants to rulers. Isn't that amazing? And in that parable, that is the same for us. If you remember, King Jesus is the master. We are his servants. And when we are faithful to him and the things that he gives us, when he returns to this earth... He will say, good and faithful servant, well done, good job, you've done well. They then will bring joy, we'll bring joy to Jesus, and then we will receive Jesus' joy. And when he returns, he'll say, you have been faithful with little things, now This is what we find out about when Jesus returns to the earth. What will happen to those followers who have been faithful to him? Julie and John, thank you. Brilliant. Excellent. And so why were these two faithful? If you could tab down again, please. Okay, I want everybody to think about this question and think of an answer. Can you think of something that you love and that brings you joy. The first thing that pops into your head. 
What do you love and bring you joy? And then when you've thought of that thing, just pop up your hand if you're happy to share it. Jim. Your dog. Excellent. Brilliant. Elaine. Your grandchildren. Excellent. Um, Ed. <laughs> Music. Thank you. This is proper putting me on the spot. Ed, thank you. Um, Kim. Music as well. Autumn Rain. Tap dancing. Excellent. Me too. Kate. Sunshine. Excellent. Anybody else? The thing that you love and brings you joy. Robson. Fish. Brilliant. James. Better music. Better music and you're pointing to Ed and Kim when you say... Excellent. Alan. Family. Excellent. Walking by the sea. Fantastic. David. You lo <laughs> love you too. <laughs> Friends. Absolutely. Awesome. Elliot. The whole wide world. Awesome. And last one, Erin. Ruby Richards, is she your friend at school? No. <laughs> but we love her anyway. Ruby Richards. And one last one. Being with other people. Excellent. Now, I want to ask you another question. Tab down, Ian. Think about those things, those answers you've just given me. Is it difficult to tell other people about those things that you love and brings you joy? So, Jim, is it difficult to tell people about your dog? No. Um, Kim, is it difficult to tell people about the music you like? Ed, is it difficult for you? No. Um, Robson, is it difficult to tell people about the fish you like? No. Um, is it difficult? Sorry, I've forgotten your name. Mary. Mary, is it difficult about telling people that you like to go for a walk on the, in, the sun, in the seaside? No. Kate, is it difficult to tell people about the sunshine? No. David, is it difficult to tell people that you love me? <laughs> Excellent. Why? Somebody asked me the question, why? Why is it not difficult to tell people the things that you love and brings you joy? Why? Robson. Because you can easily just say it. Excellent. We'll take that answer. We can easily just say it. Tab down in. Now, the two faithful servants, why were they faithful? Number one, they knew their master. They knew that he was good. They knew that he is good. Number two, because they knew that their master was good, they loved their master. They loved him. Number three, they couldn't believe that he entrusted them with everything that he had. They couldn't believe it. They were so full of joy that when they received it, they just got on with his business. They couldn't believe that he'd invited them into the family business. And so off they went, immediately getting involved in that business. And because of that, they saw fruit. Because they know their master, because they love their master, because they joyfully get involved, they see fruit. They see an increase, not five, but ten, not two, but four. Uh, just go back one second. Somebody who has come to know Jesus, who has responded to Jesus, and is getting to know Jesus more and more day by day. Somebody who, because they know that Jesus is good, they find that they suddenly develop a love for Jesus and that it grows and grows and grows. 
Somebody who can't believe that once they did not know God, but now they know God through Jesus Christ and that he's given them everything that they have. Someone who can't believe that Jesus invites them into the family business of bringing other people into the kingdom of God and joyfully just gets on with it. And with those things, with knowing, with loving, and with joy, they see an increase. They see people respond and turn to Christ. I believe that is a true picture of what a Christian is. Tab down. But we come to our third servant. Pete, can I borrow you, please? Could you bring with you your spade? <laughs> So we come to the third. Thank you, Julie. We come with one hand, please. So I've got a, uh, a card there for Pete. It says, a Christian, question mark. And turn around, please. Uh, not you. <laughs> the card. Sorry, communicated badly. Um, and on the back of the card, it says, faithful, question mark. Okay, tab down, please, Ian. Okay, you can just hold that down. Whilst, you, whilst Pete stays there, we've got another game. This game is called Who's Behind the Mask? And I'm going to show you a picture of a famous person. They've got a mask on. And all you need to do is tab down to release the mask. So um, if we go for the first one, who is this, everyone? Lily. Oh, sorry. Who is this? William. Justin Fletcher. Let's see if you're right. Yes, you are. Next one. Who is this? We can all get involved, by the way. It's not just for the young people. We can all get involved. Robson. It's not Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I, <laughs> there's a whole lot of adults going <laughs> like this at the moment. But come on, guys. Who is it? Sorry? <laughs> it is Prince Harry. Excellent. And the next one, please. Who is this? Leo. Theresa May, excellent. And the next peak, absolutely, brilliant. And the next one, please. Who is this? Sorry, who is that? Meghan Markle, yes. Or the Duchess of Sussex. Yeah, Duchess of Sussex, excellent. And the next one, please. Who is this? <laughs> James. It's your dad. <laughs> awesome. It's your dad. It is. It's our Matt Luff, who's in disguise twice because he's got no beard. There we go. Awesome. So we've found their true identity. We've taken away their masks and revealed who they are. So who is Pete? He looks like the other two servants. Tab down, please, Ian. He's even given a talent. And again, please. But he does two odd things with his talent. First of all, he goes off and he... Buries that talent. And the second thing, again, we don't pick it up in the, in the play that we used, but in the Bible it says that when the master questioned Pete on digging a hole, Pete said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, it's your fault, master, that I did this, because I was fearful of you. I knew it was impossible. He didn't even bother. You see, Pete has a wrong view of the master. He thinks that the master is a hard man. That's the verse, that, that's what it says in the Bible. This third servant thought that the master was a hard man. 
He thought that the master, tab down again in, was impossible to please. And tab down again in, so he didn't bother. He buried his talent. He denied he even had it. And tab down again. There was no love for the master, only fear. Tab down. And there was no joy for getting involved in the family business. Pete was just terrified that he was going to mess up, that he was going to lose it. So he buried it to protect it. But because there was no love, because he didn't know his master, because there was no joy, there was no fruit. There was just the one same old talent. This time it was a bit dirty. This time it was a bit grubby. This time it was a bit bashed by the spade. And again, please. The mask is taken away from the third servant and he's revealed as a fake, as a phony, and as a fraud. If we are the he's just pretending to be one. He might talk like a Christian. He might look like a Christian. He might walk like a Christian. But his behavior and his inner heart tell a different story. And the parable explains that Jesus won't be fooled. That he knows who is a genuine Christian. That he knows who isn't. And he knows who's pretending. Okay, thank you. So, this parable, what's it about? It's about that one day, Jesus will return from heaven to earth. And one day, he'll gather all of the people together. And what he'll do is he'll look to see who was ready for his return. And how are we ready for his return? We're ready for his return by seeing who Jesus is, that he is the good God, that he is a good king, that he is a good savior, and that he is a good friend, that he is good. That's one way we get ready. The second way that we get ready is that we be faithful to him and we be faithful with the things that he gives us and we remain faithful. Third thing we get ready is that we're faithful out of a motive of love, love for Christ and joy in Christ. Love and joy is our motive, not fear and not duty, but love and joy. The fourth way that we get ready for him is to realize the mystery and the truth that because Christ died for me, because I have accepted Jesus, Jesus lives in me. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Tap down again and again. The other thing is that we bear fruit. That just like the faithful servants, we get busy in the family business because we're children of God. We get busy with the family business of sharing Jesus with other people, just like we'd share the good news about our dog or the good news about walking along the seashore, or the good news about our fish, or the good news about music. We share the good news of Jesus and what he's done for us in our lives. And through that, we see other people come to him. And then in this parable, it says that when he returns, he will say to you, you've brought me joy, share my joy. Here's your reward. You've been a disciple who has been faithful with little things. Now you'll be a ruler 
over many things. We become a ruler. And then the last thing is that Jesus says in this parable that no one can fool him. That Jesus sees all, he hears all, he knows all. And when he returns, he will judge all and judge fairly and right. Because he is good. Amen. Now, in a moment, um, I'm going to enlist all of the young people to do me a job. And that is everybody is going to get a box. And when you receive your box, I just want you to open up and see what's inside. And either in your families or with the person that you came with, or just by yourself, open up the box, read what's inside, and have a think about, these are gifts that God has given you. What are you going to do with them? What are you going to do with them? And as we do that, um, I think there will be uh, some music that will uh, be played as we're going through it. So out will come our boxes. <laughs>